Good evening, friends. <clears throat> this one is called Waiting for the Dust to Settle. This isn't new. It's what I need to hear put into my own words, and you are welcome to listen in. Really, none of this is new. Uh, we were thinking of calling this podcast Nothing New Under the Sun, but that name was taken. <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. So the analogy is that if you drop a coin into a pool and or something else valuable and you're rummaging around for it, you'll stir up a cloud of muck and dust and that will then impede your view. But if you just wait for the dust to settle, then the water will become clear. You can see the coin or whatever prized object you dropped in. Just reach in and pick it up. I think this is courtesy of the wise old tortoise and Kung Fu Panda, but there, it may go back further to some even more credible source. It is quite possible. So the idea of this is when we're clouded with disorienting emotions like anxiety or anger, sadness, whatever it is, the temptation is to think that the problem has to be solved then and there. And this is a big one for me. When I'm in it, it feels like an emergency. It feels like it just can't wait. But I found the harder that I try when I'm already in a bad way, the worse I seem to mess it up. I've been reading a cognitive behavioral therapy book. Um, it's a workbook that has different exercises and strategies. And um, it starts with working on replacing negative coping strategies, ways of dealing with stress with more positive ones. Um, it starts by identifying what your current negative coping strategies are. And I haven't gotten this far, but the promises that um, give suggestions and strategies that are more productive for coping with the stress. But this is the interesting part. This is what, how far I have gotten. Uh, before adding any new strategies, there are two big things that you can do even before you're trying to fix anything, even before you're trying to add any new strategies to your toolbox. The first one is just the power of distraction, um, working on distracting yourself. It doesn't sound very proactive. It actually sounds like kind of a negative thing, like you're avoiding the problem. But the idea is that your first priority is just to mitigate any future damage that you're causing by reacting poorly with one of your negative coping strategies, which talking to people when you're really upset is one of those for me. So when you distract yourself, the idea is you aren't accomplishing anything, but you're just taking a pause and you're not making anything worse. That's the biggest thing, just not to dig the hole any deeper. Stop reinforcing the neural pathways, connecting to your negative dysfunctional thoughts in your own head. Stop potentially making the other people around you more upset. Just stop stirring up more trouble. Just stop, interrupt the circuit. Um, I was reading about fuses the other day, or about um, electrical circuits and fuses, and with my rudimentary understanding of how electricity works, um, a fuse functions as something that um, 
it just breaks. Like when the circuit is overloaded, it just like fries. It just shorts out so that the circuit stops. And that's its whole job in life is just to interrupt a broken circuit. And when we're upset and trying to communicate with other people and it's not going well and we're just making the argument worse, we're just getting more upset. Uh, we're just saying things we, we regret. Um, that is a circuit that just needs to get interrupted. So that's the first step just to, to stop, distract yourself, take yourself out of the situation far enough back to reevaluate before doing anything else. The next step in the book is self-soothing strategies, which doesn't strike me as a natural next step, but here you go. Um, still not addressing how to fix the problem, but maybe the problem isn't what we think it is. Maybe the problem is how hyped up I am emotionally or how upset the other person might be. Maybe the real problem is all the fanfare around whatever issue started it. If you say something rude to me and I feel upset, I might think that what you said is the problem, but really it's my emotional reaction that's the problem. If I can fix my feelings, what you had said doesn't really matter. Those were just words, vibrations in the air that made it to my eardrum. It's really only my reaction that's the problem. Taken to the next level, let's say um, I get in a car accident and it's not a bad one. It's just took me by surprise. My adrenaline's going, my fender's a little bent. Not a big deal. Like my insurance will cover it, it'll get fixed, but I feel upset. If I choose to react poorly in that situation, get in a fight with the person who, um, who hit me or even like, let it ruin my week. Maybe that's the bigger problem. Like the bumper can get fixed. It's not that expensive. It's fine. My getting upset then becomes the bigger problem if I'm handling myself poorly. Or maybe I go home and I start a fight with my husband and it wasn't really about, um, you know, what I thought the fight was about. I was just taking those emotions from my bumper being bent and taking, you know, picking a fight. Then we just have two problems, my emotional reaction and the bumper. And the second or the first one, the, the emotional part didn't need to be that much of a problem if I had taken a minute to calm myself down. So the idea is that self-soothing strategies are, are strategies you use to calm your own emotions down so that you can objectively approach the situation and choose the best response. And maybe once we calm down, we find that was the only real problem, was our feelings, was our negative reaction, and maybe not, but certainly we'll be in a more fit state to effectively address whatever the other problem was, whatever the circumstantial problem was, if we've got our head on straight. So those are the things that I'm trying to learn. Maybe you need to learn too. And it's definitely easier said than done. Um, but first, here's some pushback on that idea. Opposition number one. 
in the moment, it feels like the strong emotion that you're feeling is the truest thing about the situation. And not expressing that emotion with the intensity and tone that I'm feeling feels inauthentic. If I'm pissed off at you and I go for a walk to cool down, then when I come back, I might more clearly be able to explain why I was mad, but the intensity will have worn off. And oddly, I feel shortchanged. Like you should have known how strongly I felt. You should have understood the reason. But you should also understand the depths of my feelings. It feels unfair that you don't know how much that upset me. Opposition number two. I might lose momentum and motivation to address the situation if I lose the drive that's generated by my strong negative emotion. I might not want to bring it back up later when things are calm and stir up trouble. Better to do it when things are already disrupted. Or I might even realize if I take time to cool down that it wasn't that big of a deal. And that's kind of embarrassing, if I, especially if I did react strongly emotionally and I, I realized later that um, it wasn't that big of a deal. So I guess that one could be a positive too. So on the note of inauthenticity, if you don't express your thought being backed up with really strong emotion, does that lose validity? Do calm me and riled up Malik? riled up me have the same validity is the person I am when I'm upset any more true to who I am than the person I am when I'm calm I think it honestly depends what the goal is is the goal to express all my emotions is my goal to communicate clearly and solve the problem is my goal to find the coin in the pond or is it to show you how desperately I'm searching for it I honestly think there can be a place for both. For the most part, though, when we try to tackle problems when still upset, we usually just make them worse. One more point on this that is related. Um, And this is about giving space to other people for their emotions, giving them a chance to settle their pond. Um, I recently had an interaction with a um, student's parent who was very upset at the start of the conversation. Um, And I I had been writing out some notes for this podcast before that conversation, and um, it just tied in in an interesting way. Um, And what I realized is people just want to be heard. Um, This parent was, didn't maybe communicate the the best that she could, but um, her frustration and strong emotion was coming from a place of really wanting her daughter to be supported. So her heart was in the right spot. She didn't communicate it so well. Um, But through the course of the conversation, she calmed down. You could just, like, even though it was online, you could see her body language change. You could tell that um, her whole mood had changed, just having a chance to be heard and understood. And I think that's why she was most upset. wasn't even about the things she thought she was upset about. It was that... She'd tried to express herself before and been ignored, and she just wanted to be heard. Most of the problems we have with other people aren't really about the thing that we think is the problem. Maybe it's the same for them. Maybe it's about them wanting to know they're heard and understood 
maybe it's about them having a chance to feel compassion, be validated in their experience. Maybe that doesn't necessarily mean that we agree and tell them that they're right, but we can validate them that they have a right to feel that way. Even if that's not our feeling, we don't have to discount that that's their feeling. If we want to have a meaningful conversation with them, the same goes as when we're trying to communicate our own perspective. Maybe we need to give them a chance to let the dust in their pond settle. Allow them space to air their emotions first before attempting to have a productive conversation. So those are my thoughts on letting the dust settle. Um, I am by no means an expert. This is something that is coming from a place of struggling and wrestling with these ideas, but they keep coming up. And so I think this is a lesson that um, I've been learning and definitely need to keep learning. And um, I hope that if this is a lesson that you're currently learning, that this helps you too. Have a good night.